some of these scriptures that we're about to go over and that the Lord will encourage you throughout this week and that He will empower you to be able to live a life that is fulfilled, to live a life that has joy and to live a life to the full, which according to John 10.10, 10, that's what Jesus Christ comes to fulfill in the hearts of the believer. But he says, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. And I ask you this morning as you come into the house of God, are you living an abundant life? Is your life full this morning as you come in for worship? As this is what this church is, what this representation, the building of tabernacle is, is a meeting place for the worshipers of God, right? This isn't a place for the lost. Amen? This is a place for believers. Now we pray that the lost comes in can be encouraged by the sound of the believers make a noise for the Lord, right? And our worship and our countenance and who we are that we're the salt of the earth, Jesus. And as we want to magnify His holy name in the house of God this morning, I believe for Him to meet us in this place, if you can take your mind and focus it on the text that we're going to go over this morning, and allow the Holy Spirit to come up alongside of you and to encourage you that you will leave this place different than when you come in. The title of this message is God's Answer. As I've been studying some of these scriptures this week, and I have a, several scriptures that I'm going to read to you this morning. Uh, this isn't a, going to be a, your typical message. I believe that now is the time for us to hear the Word of God. So I'm going, to, I'm going to read to you God's answers out of His Word to the situation, circumstances that we see in our life today, not only individually, but on a global scale. And I pray that as you hear these scriptures, because see, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So we proclaim the Word of God to enhance and to take our faith to other levels. Me, just... Speaking can only do so much. God's Word by His Spirit is what produces the work in our lives that He desires to produce. And we can't have that unless we hear the Word. We can't have that life breathed into us unless we're in the Word because it comes from the Word. And Jesus says, I am the Word. He says that, that he, he is the, the Word made flesh. So as we read the Word, we apply it to our daily life. We're applying Jesus. So this morning, we want to apply the cross to our lives to maximum capacity and allow the Holy Spirit to take us to dimensions that otherwise we could not go. In the very first passage that I want to come to this morning is Matthew 24, 6-14. Now, you're not going to want to turn to all these as I'm going to read through all these passages. Some is... I've got... Uh, wrote down out of the NLT, some is out of the King James, but I've done this for clarity. And as we come into Matthew 24, 6-14, this is the first answer that I want to come to for the body of believers today on a global scale of what God says the reason for what we see and hear, what we see and hear, not only on the news, but the things around us in our community. And I feel God's put this message on my heart because there's so much confusion today in the airwaves of where is God? You hear this so much. People is watching, watching news channels. They're, they're discouraged. They, they can't figure out what's happening. 
in our government and they can't figure out why all of the wickedness and things has prevailed to the point that it has, well, God is not taken by surprise, church. All of this is part of a master plan. And I want to reveal that plan to you here this morning. Matthew 24, 6 through 14, he says, Now, church, you're going to hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom is going to come against kingdom. And there will be famines, there will be pestilences, there's going to be earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended, will betray one another. They're going to hate one another. Then many false prophets are going to rise up, and they're going to deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all of the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. Jesus said, so, I don't get very much encouragement out of that. They say, you will be killed. Nations are going to come up against nations. These things are going to happen. People are going to be in offense. The love of many is going to go cold. Oh, is that not what you see today? Is that not what was, have been happening ever since this was pinned on paper? Jesus, it's the same thing. It just happens in a different time period. The question is, is where you are in the midst of it. The question is, is can you read what God gives the body of Christ as an answer to life's troubles of what we see? And can you place yourself in his answer, he says, all these things are going to happen. Love of many is going to grow cold. Who are you? Where are you? What are you going to be? Jesus. 1 Kings 2, 2-3. He gives man answer for living in such a tormented, troubled world. He says, this is David was speaking to his son Solomon. He says, I'm going where everyone on earth must someday go. Now take courage and be a man. Observe the requirements of the Lord your God and follow all of His ways. Keep His decrees, commands, regulations, and laws written in the law of Moses so that you will be successful in all that you do where you go. Jesus says, Micah 6.8 O people of the Lord, the Lord has told you what is good. And that is what He requires, this is what He requires of you, to do what is right, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Ecclesiastes 12, 13-14. Now this is the whole story. Now here's my final conclusion. Fear God and obey His commands, for this is, the, for this is everyone's duty. God will judge us for everything that we do, including every secret thing, whether good or bad. Proverbs 15.33 tells man to fear the Lord. This is the instruction of wisdom and before honor is humility. Psalm 51.17 He says that the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. Titus 3.1 He instructs us 
to remind each other to be subject to the rulers and authorities, that we are to obey and to be ready for every good work, to speak evil of no one, to be peaceable, gentle, showing humility to all men. Romans 3.23, he says, oh, For all have sinned and has fallen short of the glory of God. 1 John 1, 8-10, he says, If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make Him a liar, and His word is not in us. Mark 7, 20-23, he says, What comes out of a man that defiles a man? For from within, out of the heart of man, proceeds evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetedness, wickedness, deceit, lewdness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All of these things come from within and defile man. Acts 2.21, he says, Now it shall come to pass that whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. John 3.16, God says, For I so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. John 14.6 says, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through Me. Romans 6.23 says that now wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Ephesians 2, 8 through 10, he says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. 1 John three twenty one, he says, Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, then we have confidence toward God. Jesus, Acts 4.12, he says, There is no there is salvation, no salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. That's Jesus. James 4.17, he says, To him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it's a sin. 1 John 3, 3-4, And everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. Sin and the child of God, whoever commits sin also commits lawlessness, and sin is lawlessness. Genesis 4, 7. He says, if you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not well, sin lies at your door, and its desire is for you. But you should have rule over it. Jesus. James 1, 27. Pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this. It's to visit orphans and windows in their troubles and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. Revelation 21, 1 through 8. He gives a great hope of, of the end. He says, now, John says, I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also, there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, 
Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, no sorrow, no crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I will make all things new. And he said to me, Write, for these words are, are true and faithful. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. He who overcomes shall inherit all things. And I will be his God and he shall be my son. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the abominable, the murderers, sexual immoral, the sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Jesus. I read all these scriptures to you this morning, and this is just a fraction of what you can pull out of God's word for direction and for living life. Now, in these, I want to give you some titles that you can put with this because as a child of God, you're to have an answer for life, right? As a child of God, part of the church is to build up the church so it is aware of the time that you live in. Part of what the gospel message produces in the life of the believers is to give them understanding. It's to remove chaos. It's to remove confusion. It's to remove fear, right? First Timothy right? 1 Timothy 1.7, what's he say? That uh, fear has no place in the life of the believer, right? We're going to paraphrase it a little bit. We get so tied up in exact wording, but let's apply it to life. Fear has no place in the life of a believer because when I come into your life, I give you a spirit that overcomes, Jesus, an overcoming spirit to, be, to go out into the world as a flame of fire, a messenger of God, to bring a message to a confused world, to a confused generation, to a confused church. Church, we got confusion, mass confusion. People's running around looking for answers. That's why I believe this is titled this message, God's Answer, because you hear it. Even in the Christian society, our world, brothers and sisters in Christ, that have no answer. They're looking at everything around them and they can't figure it out. Why can't we figure it out? Because God has already had it in His plan. He gives us the exact blueprint to life. He said, He also, in this word, He loved us so much. He gives us the exact blueprint for what He desires from us. In His blueprint. It's an exact representation of who He desires His church to be, which is built off the foundation of His Son, Jesus Christ. You say in that, in that place is pure truth. Truth, opposite an illusion. What is truth? It's the reality of life. This is the reality, church. In this, God gives us the reality in Matthew 24, 6 through 7, that what we see, what we hear, has something that's been going on since the fall in the garden of Adam and Eden, it, of Adam and Eve, the garden of Eden. It's the same thing. And he says, don't take, don't, don't 
let your faculties, your perception of your ears and your eyes dictate your life because these are just things from the outside that's, that's just noise. It's all noise. It's all that it is because in all of the noise there is a truth when you can see past all of the, all of the chaos and we come to a, a, a real picture of Jesus Christ and what He has done for us and what we are about to receive, and also what He has for us on this side of eternity, all of that starts to drown out. He says, now, I put these things in, in this Word and compiled it in this book, inspired by the Holy Spirit, wrote by man, for you for this very purpose. He says, now, the reason why that it's so hard to accept is because as we go on down and we start to read through through some of these scriptures, Mark 7, 20-23, we see that the problem that we see today is not from outside of man, it's from within man. The problems that we see, what we see happening, the type of sin, sexual confusion, sexual identity confusion, drunkenness, drug addiction, all types of different things comes because of a problem that was engrafted inside. It's a gen it was placed in you at, at your birth. And all man is the same. He says that there's not one man that has been born without this inherited sin problem. It's a sin problem. It's all that it is, church. It's not any other thing than the same problem that's been since the beginning of, of the fall of man. It just... It only continues to grow in its, in its uh, debauchery and its wickedness as it grows closer to its father, the devil. As it grows closer to the enemy, which is pure wicked, which is selfish, which he has, he has no thought for anything but himself. And that's what he produces inside of man. That's what's inside us at birth, he says. And if you think that you don't have this sin in you, then you're a liar. Why? How are you a liar? Because the Word of God says so. Because the Word of God says that you have it. That it's inside of you. That it's something that we all have to deal with. And as we start to understand these things, you see, we start to understand man, the reason for the actions of man. Then we realize and we can start to see more. Those of us that's come to know the Lord Jesus as our personal Savior, that we are no different the only thing that makes us different is the bloodshed of Jesus Christ. Now, in that difference, there should be something shine forth from our, from our life that sets us apart. He says, so, I'm going to bring some clarity to a confused church that's confused on sexual sin being ran rampant in the church, that's confused on leadership of the church, that's confused on what we say is right, and what God says is wrong. There is no gray area. There is no debate. There is All of it is debate is out because it's wrote in the Word of God. He says that we're not to make sin a lifestyle. Right? Homosexuality, sexual gender confusion, drug addiction, alcoholism, pornography, Gambling addictions, these are things that we may struggle with as a man because there's things inside of us that we fight called the flesh 
called a sin nature that we war against, but it is to never be justified as a life. Jesus. See, here's what's amazing about that scripture in Mark 7, 20-23. Defile and condemn are not the same word. Jesus. This speaks to me that all man deals with this defilement. Jesus. Now where's the condemnation come into place? Those that don't know the bloodshed of Jesus Christ. Right? Because he says that the wages of sin, the wages of missing the mark, the wages of going toward these things is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. Jesus. I think we need people to know where God stands today. Jesus. Where God stands is very evident and clear when we're in the ward. But people are afraid to express it today. Why? Because we have too many things that we have heaped up as idols in our life. And the church has justified it. Jesus. We'll let people come in to worship. And we're, we're, we will allow lifestyles to come into the house of God that we come up and condone of, of sexual immorality. We'll let known... Uh, Drug paraphernalia and, and people that, that's wrapped up in all types of, 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 of drunkenness and, and all types of gambling issues. Those are one thing. But it's another thing for the church to never bring it to the attention of the body of Christ. It's another thing for a man or woman that's sitting beside in the pew that knows said individuals and said people that never speak life into those situations and circumstances. It's, see, because as a disciple, as a child of God, we are called to set forth a mark. Jesus, what are you marked by today? Jesus, I thank God for the people that had the spiritual awareness inside of them and the care for me to speak life and truth. Church, the Lord is very clear on this. He loves mankind. He died for all of the world. Yes. But there is something that we have to give Him in order to receive that life. See, we've got a twisted message going across the world today that we're all children of God. We're all made in His image. No! We're not all children of God. There's something that sets you apart. His name is Jesus. Well, it's time at the church, it's time people start making a decision on who they are. It's time for complacency to leave the house of God. It's time for us to have a voice out of love, yes, and compassion, but it's time to take a stand. It's time for you as an individual to take a stand. Decide who you are today. Hurts, if you're someone that's come in and out of the house of God your entire life, and you're still struggling with some of these things, and it's been 20, 30 years, there's something missing. You say, huh. According to the Word of God, He gives us the power to overcome. Why aren't we overcoming? Why? Why aren't we overcoming? Why? Do we got church members that sit, and we got husbands sitting on computers in a room 
across the room from their wife and children watching pornography? And why do we got wives that do the same thing? Why do we got men hanging out at the bars? Why do we got men of God serving in the church that's sitting on a bar stool? Why do we got men and women that call upon the name of the Lord sitting in a dope house smoking dope today? Why? Church, why? It's because we have strayed away from God's holy word, His truth. It's just been allowed to say it's okay. God loves you. He understands where you are. God loves you. Yes, He does love you. Yes, He does understand where you are. But according to my Bible, it's not okay to stay there and to live there. Jesus. Now, I don't... I desire for this message to come out in, in, in a way that's, that's loving and compassionate because I myself am still a sinner saved by God's holy grace. Jesus, i got things that I struggle with in my mind. i got things I struggle with on a daily basis. But I'm continually trying to strive to reflect the Lord Jesus Christ in my daily life. Church, what are you striving for today? Jesus, this is the word of life. We can't have life apart from God's word. You're getting ready to walk into a time in society that you have never witnessed, your grandparents have never witnessed. Jesus, because we haven't lived it, right? As the confusion gets more out of control, the church that is confused will go more out of control with it. Jesus, leadership that's confused in the church will spiral in the tornado of confusion and go right down with the same sinking ship. Jesus, I pray that you are able to endure in these times to come. You cannot endure apart from the indwelling of God's Holy Spirit working in and through your life you will fall. In these last days, you allow any Joe Blow speaking any type of message allow you to go into a place of confusion because you don't know the truth. The reason why there's so much confusion in the church is because the church don't know the truth. So they let ministers come up that don't know the truth either. And they're just leading people into a ditch of destruction. It just hadn't happened yet. We just ain't seen it all unfold because you see, Satan's so masterful. He don't want a drug addict to know the end of what their life and life choices is going to take them to. No. It's fun at first. It relaxes you. You don't know. It's the same way with anything. Same way with alcoholism, sexual addiction, greed, hate, bitterness, all of those things. It's no different Jesus, and I've lived all those things. Most of you probably have too. You understand it. God's delivered you from it. You may still struggle some with certain areas, but you're not taking a step and you're not saying, this is where I'm going to make my home now. 
Jesus, we may be battling through some things and we may need the body of Christ to come help encourage us as sometimes those cords that's wrapped around our life, especially addictions and different things that's, that's been bred and it's been part of a lifestyle for so long, sometimes that can take time. Jesus Christ can instantaneously deliver you. Yes, He has that power. But in most generally how I've seen Him operate in my life and the life of most other believers I've ever come into contact with, it's been a process. But we have to be submitting to the process. Hey, Jesus, where are you in the process? Are you even in a process? Are you even trying to strive for, for anything more? And what breaks my heart is as I look out into the world today, we see all of this confusion. We see men and women raising children that's in that place of absolute, utter confusion. And as they, as a baby, is growing up to think some of these sexual things and, and addictions and different things that you see rampant and justified all over the world today, and even the church starting to come up alongside and condone it and justify it in areas, what do you think they grow up to be? Try removing that root. You know, that, that's where we're at today. Everyone says, oh, over the past through few years, no, are you blind? For the past few years, how about the past several hundred years as we've been missing? How about grandma and grandpa that missed it last generation and grandpa and pappy that missed it the generation before that? That's the reason. Now, they're no different than what we are. Because we're missing it too. We continue to miss it. Jesus, He's the only one that has hit it. Jesus Christ, the only one that's hit the mark. We need Him, His leading, His guiding, His direction in our life. In order to win this battle, He says now for those that overcome, right? Those that make it through to the end. Guys... As a child of God, we can't lose. You say, how is that where you get that out of the world? Because greater is He that's in me that overcome the world, right? If, if I have Him at the front of my mind, I can't lose. And we may suffer uh, things here on this earth that's outside of our control, that's just part of the environment of sin around us. But we ourselves we can be in a place of peace. We, we ourselves can have a life that the, other, that the unbelieving world does not know. Jesus. I felt so compelled to bring these scriptures and this message to you this morning because I feel that now is the time more than ever that we need to decide who we are and where that we stand. Jesus. We need to be in the Word of God, church. Look, if you call yourself a believer and you call upon the name Jesus, it's unacceptable for you to sit all week and to never desire to open your Bible or to read or to get alone with the Lord in prayer for, for direction in your life. It's unacceptable, church. It's been... Your feeding don't just come from Sunday morning with Jeremiah Jeffers or Robert. we got to be feeding ourselves. Jesus, we need a church that's feeding itself, that's hungry for the presence of the Lord. 
He said, well, why are you being so direct and so harsh? Because we need it sometimes, church. Now, I've sat up here and gave a loving message and I've tried to, to, I, I have tried to seek the Lord and, and to be compassionate and I'm wanting to be compassionate today and this message isn't just for you. I haven't perfected it. It's for me too. But sometimes it's just time to draw a line. Jesus. And as a house of God, as a body of believers... There's a reason for the Lord to want to point this out today. I, I don't know. I don't have to know. All I need to do is to be obedient. And I need to be obedient to reading it myself and to applying it to my life to gain more understanding of what the Lord has for me. And I, I want to share with you something out of these passages. Hopefully you was able to write them down. That there's three particular passages that I read to you that relates to how we present, how we present ourselves to a loving, just, merciful, but righteous God. Because this is very important. God seen it important enough to write it down. To say, this is, this is how that you come to me. See, this is, uh, this is what I'm looking for. You know, God's looking for a particular people. Jesus, what's he looking for? That's, He's looking for a certain place in, in our heart and in our, our mind. See, and according to Proverbs 15.33, he talks about this humility. See, humility is something to where we relinquish our right and we come to God in a place of we are absolutely nothing. Jesus, Alistair Begg preached a message this week on the radio that was based around this on humility. I thought, well, that's so fitting for the day because he was dead on. You don't have anything to offer God. You don't have any talent, your looks, your preaching, your teaching. You have nothing to offer. It all pales in comparison to who he is. I said, our, our, our most uh, greatest righteousness that we think that we have, according to the scriptures, is a filthy rag to him, Jesus. But we come to him. With this need, see, we, we come to him of, Daddy, Father, I have nothing to offer you. I, I'm a sinner. I, I've missed the mark. I'm continuing to miss the mark. Lord, have mercy upon me. He says, now, the fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom. Jesus, that's the beginning of all knowledge. You know nothing in this life until you know the fear of the Lord care if you're a stinking rocket scientist putting people in the moon. You don't know nothing. You have nothing to offer. You have nothing to offer me. Why? Because when the moon's burned up and it ain't even there no more and the rocket ship is done burned up and you're in the lake of fire, where's that going to lead me? You're not leading me in any direction toward fearing the Lord. And we're just trying to disprove, discredit the Word of God by putting all these things there to say that there's been no evidence of God. And that was something that was actually said. The very first mission to the moon was one of the recordings. Is that's what was one of the things that was, was said. About, there's really no evidence of God. Well, amen. What are you looking at? The world down there from all these... Huh? No evidence. Huh? Getting ready to go to a moon. Just come out of nowhere. No, there's no evidence. Jesus. We come from a generation that has to see and feel everything. We've got to put our hand on it before we acknowledge it. That's not faith, see? 
That's where he says faith. Faith that has to be seen, touched, taken a bite of. It's not faith. Jesus says, no, you come to me as I require you to come to me. Psalm 51, 17. The only sacrifice that you have to offer a just, righteous, merciful God is, says the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. These, O God, you will not despise. What does this mean? To be broken like a woman giving birth. You know when a woman gives birth as the head comes out the canal, it breaks the skull? Jesus, you're broken. You are shattered into a place you have no, you have no comprehension, no ability to be able to perceive. And He says now, in your contrite, what's contrite is to be humble of heart. These two things, God, you will not despise. There's a promise of the Lord. If you're broken in the house of God today, and you need God's direction, you, you need God, you, you realize that, that, that you, you ain't got it figured out, you, no one's been able to tell you how to figure it out, you have a need today. See, my God is a God that feeds the needy. He feeds the hungry. He feeds the thirsty. You don't have to know anything about God besides you need God. Jesus, thank you, Lord. That's the requirement. Lord, I need you. That's a place of humility. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I might not have it all figured out. He says that I'm not going to despise you. And then he says in Titus 3.1, that humility as a child of God leads us to a place as we grow in the knowledge of God. This scripture gives us so much encouragement of what God expects out of us. He says now, we are to remind them to be subject to rulers and authorities, to obey. You say, what? We're going to obey all these wicked rulers and authorities? Yes. Yes. Why? Because the Scripture says there's no authority that, has, that we see that has not been allowed by God's hand. We're to pray for them. Why are we to pray for them? You read that Scripture a little further? So we can live a peaceable life. But, here's something that you don't read in that Scripture. Live a peaceable life and then pray for them. Now, that's what we're all looking for, ain't we? We're all looking for, the, for that peace and for us to live in a place of tranquility, and then we're going to pray for everybody. I need the money, I need the car, I need the land, I need the comfortability. Then I'm going to pray the house down, baby. I'm going to come in here, we're going to teach, we're going to preach the Word of God. But while I'm living in chaos, don't ask me for nothing, Lord. Jesus, while I'm confused and I'm going through my hell, don't ask me for nothing. I ain't there yet. Church, hey, we've missed, that's missed it. You're never going to arrive. Look, the scripture says none of us has yet arrived. He says, John, uh, 1 John 1 8 through 10. No one has arrived yet. We're all in continual need of Christ, leading in forgiveness of sin. So if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, humility, come to God in acknowledgement of who He is. He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He says, now if we say that we have not, not sinned, we make Him a liar and His word's not in us. Jesus. So when do we find our place in ministry? When, when do we find that place to be able to take a stand? Now. Right now. Right where you are. I don't care how long you've known the Lord. Jesus, if you just pulled a needle out of your arm 
and come turn your life to Jesus Christ. It's time to get on the road. It's time to start declaring the goodness of God. Jesus, you can do that unless we have a body of Christ that's declaring the goodness of God to those that just come to know the goodness of God through salvation to help teach them, to help lead them into a place of discipleship. Here, come up alongside of me. I, I, and we're thankful God has done miracles in your life. This, this is where you come from. You've got people in all different situations, circumstances coming out of bondage. Hope you come up alongside as a body of Christ and encourage them in their deliverance. And then we teach them how to be an encouragement to others too. Learn, teach them. The Word of God says was the Great Commission to obey the commands of the Lord. What is that? To love. To love God. To love others. There's nothing else. There's nothing else. Everything else comes underneath that covering. Because when we know that, something miraculous happens and comes through our life. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. My place in ministry started as a drug addict. Still coming out of hell. I'm talking one foot in hell. Every demon you can think of wrapped around me trying to drag me back. I'm trying to scream toward Jesus. I got one pulling me here, leg burning in the fire, and I got another one trying to reach my eternal destiny in my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And I got someone else overshadowing me, an angel on both sides. Keep going, son. Keep going. Praise the Lord. Don't listen to the devil about this court situation. Don't listen to the devil about this. I got a master plan. You keep, you keep reaching toward me now. In that, take away your selfishness, boy, and start serving someone around you. Even though you're not in that place yet, start, start serving them. And there's a life that comes from that place. Jesus. There's a life that comes from serving others. There, there's, there's just a miraculous outpouring of the Holy Spirit that comes in and through your life. When you're able to minister to people, maybe you have the same need that you have. Jesus. God works in mysterious ways. Does He not? He confounds the wise. Huh. We've got so many people so wise today. They're so wise. They know everything there is to know. All right. We know how church is supposed to be. We know what discipleship is supposed to be. We know what our life is supposed to be. When we start peering into the foundation of what we really stand on, some, you'll see, appreciate your foundation. And if I won't be on that foundation at the end when the Lord comes back, and He's peering down, He's looking into my heart, saying, hmm, well, where's Jesus? I thought that's what it's all about. It's all about Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Help us to be a church that's striving toward Him. He goes on to give us provision for sin. He says that any man from any background and any, any race can be saved. He says, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you call upon the name of the Lord today, He will save you at the speed of light because He is light, faster than the speed of light. Instantaneously, He will come into your heart and say, I don't deserve it. I'm not clean enough to. All these things you talk, I haven't lived this life. He does not require it. Anything He requires is a willing heart. Anything He requires is a willing vessel to say yes to Jesus and no to the world. And if you will learn to discipline your life to say yes to Jesus, no to the ways of the world, you will find a life here on this side of eternity, even in your darkest hell. Let the whole government collapse around us. You will find at place of life that only He can give. 
Jesus, where you can be at peace. A love comes into your heart from a knowledge of who God is and His love for you, His compassion for you. You will desire to pour it out to others. Jesus, where are you today, church? Revelation 3.20 says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Anyone that hears my voice and opens the door, I will open and opens the door to me. I will come in. The NLT says, we will share a meal together as friends. Can you hear the voice of the Lord? Can you hear His answer? Will you receive His answer today? Realize that God is in control. This wasn't a message to beat the church or any child of God that's struggling with anything. As I struggle myself, this is to encourage you in God's Word to say that there is an answer to your life's problems. There is an answer to the world. They have to be able to hear and to receive it. Don't worry about the rest of the world. Don't worry about the president. Don't worry about everything else. Pray for everybody. You worry about yourself right now. You worry about where you are in this plan. And when you are found in God's plan, Jesus, you find yourself on that road as He is walking you through the narrow gate, you're going to bring others with you. Jesus. That's just a natural cause and effect in the spirit world. That's just a natural cause and effect, just like gravity. If something falls, it's going to hit the ground. Child of God's going to bring somebody with them. Jesus. Amen. It's time. We get about the Father's business. It's time, church. It's not about building this. It's about building Him. It starts here individually. We share it with others. We, we learn to start showing it in our life more and more, which I desperately need more and more because... It's pathetic sometimes the days of the representation that I give of my Lord and Savior. Some of these things, not, not in me. Not in me those days. God forgive me. I need His forgiveness. I need His leading. I need Him to, to show me. And then I want a desire to come up along, alongside of Him. I'm still a work in progress. I am a mess. Still today, I am a mess. He's the only thing clean in my life. Jesus. He'll continue to cleanse us and take us from glory to glory. Jesus. And I pray that for you today. I, I pray that these scriptures will encourage you. If you don't have them, didn't come with a pen, paper, I can give you a copy of these that you can go through. And then you can read at your own leisure the Word of God. And maybe He'll pull some other things out that you can, you can look at and read and be able to Encourage your spirit and to be able to encourage someone else. Jesus. Dear most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, I want to come before you and I, I want to thank you, God, for your word. I want to thank you for a letter of life, Lord. I, I want to thank you for your answers. I, I don't need to get my answers off CNN, Fox News, from the neighbor down the street, from the local newspaper. God, you've already given the answers. Thank you, Lord, for looking ahead and uh, through eternity, Lord, and, and seeing the generations that was to come and what we needed. We only need one thing. That's you, Jesus. We need a deeper knowledge and a revelation of who that you are. And you are faithful and willing to give us that revelation as we pour ourselves into you. And I just pray, Lord, for a spirit of humility to fall across this room this morning, Lord, that it will fall, fall across the globe, Lord, these bodies of worship, Lord, and, and temple meeting places.
is God, Lord, may your spirit, Lord, just consume us, Lord, as a consuming fire. Lord, burn up anything, Lord, that's not of you. Lord, help us, Lord, to come to a place of submission to your marvelous plan, Lord, in these last days. Lord, help us to tear down, Lord, our, our perceived, preconceived ideas, Lord, of, of life. And, and help us, Lord, to erect what you've already given us, the truth, the reality of life in your word. Lord, give us the strength that we need to hold on to those things. Lord, to be able to stand, stand strong. But as we stand strong, to be able to love others in that process that don't know any different, Lord, or, or that maybe has never heard the message, or maybe battling in a place of surrender, Lord. Uh, help us, Lord, to have a countenance of love and compassion, to not beat them with the word and with a stick, trying to crowd them into a place of submission, Lord, but just by our life, Lord, and how that we live, Lord, that that would be the drawing factor, Lord, that, that brings them to a saving knowledge of your Son, Jesus Christ, Lord, that strongholds, Lord, of addiction would be broke off, Lord, of pride, Father, Lord, of, of sexual immorality, Lord, things, Lord, that's, that's hindering so many people, Lord. It's a, it's a line, a form of bondage, Father, Lord, that, that's just got so many people deceived, Lord. And I just pray, Lord, that you would help to reveal yourself, send your angels to be able to minister, Lord, to, to those individuals, Father, Lord, at the appointed time, Lord, that you give them a heart to be able to receive the word of life, Lord, that they would be able to experience your freedom, Lord, that real life, Lord, not, not based off from circumstances and what people give us or, or what the world has to give to make us comfortable, but the peace that comes from you, a confidence, Lord. You said if our heart don't condemn us, then we have confidence with God. Lord, so many people don't have any confidence today because their heart condemns them and they don't even understand why. But if we could understand the Word, what you've already wrote down, you give the answer, Lord Jesus. Lord, the condemnation, Lord, comes from one place. Jesus, and that's from sin. But you cover our sin, Lord. I thank you that you give us a letter that even says in, in Mark, Lord, that there's a defilement that comes out of our bodies. It's just part of the human flesh, Jesus. But you cover that defilement, Lord. God, Lord, even as there's wicked things within inside of me, God, I pray that what people see when they look upon Jeremiah Jeffers will not be the defilement that's inside of me that's in every single other man and woman, Lord, but they would see the precious blood of Jesus Christ, Lord. May you cover it until you come. Lord, keep it pushed down. Lord, help it, Lord, that not to be able to surface. Give us the strength, Lord, as a body of Christ, Lord, to overcome these things. As you say, it that has one purpose, sin, disobedience, Lord, it's, sin crouches at the door. Its desire is to have us, Lord, but we are to rule over it, Lord. Jesus, thank You that we don't have the strength to be able to rule over these things that we struggle with, but Jesus does. And I thank You, Lord, for Your Holy Spirit, Your Holy Spirit that was poured out to mankind through the cross, Lord. Jesus, God, I thank You that You rose again the third day and that You met 120 disciples of God in an upper room, Lord, in Jerusalem one day, thousands of years ago, and You poured out the great comforter, Lord, the greatest blessing the world has ever known through Your Son, Jesus Christ, to come up alongside of us, to encourage us, to instruct us, Jesus, Lord, in an understanding of Your Word. But as You do that, You use us as angels, messengers of light, to come up alongside of other people. As long as we're being led by You, Lord, help us, Lord, to be a body, Lord, that's led by Your Spirit, Jesus. May what we teach point others to You. The things that don't, give us the strength, Lord, to be able to remove it and to say no, say yes to Jesus. 
Say no to the world, God. Lord, I thank you, God. Thank you, Lord, for what you are doing and what you continue to do each and every day. Lord, we bless these people, Lord, under the sound of my voice. Lord, encourage them this week. Help them to leave, Lord, this temple. Lord, encourage, Lord, revived, Lord, with, with a deeper purpose and passion for you, God. Bring us back together this week, Lord, in worship, Lord, together. Encourage one another, Lord. Lord, I pray that we build, build relationships with one another as we continue to grow, as we grow in our knowledge and revelation of who you are, Lord, that, that our church, Lord, will grow, Lord, in strength and spirit. It doesn't matter about numbers and strength and spirit that we go out into the world, God, and to be able to proclaim your goodness and your gospel. Jesus, I thank you, Lord, that you trust us with your word, Lord. Thank you. We don't deserve it. I don't deserve to stand up here and speak anything that I have spoke today because it all goes against who I am. I haven't, I don't stand up here as some holy priest dictating and throwing scriptures out there that I've completely mastered and now uh, try to beat the body of Christ with. I'm struggling with it myself, Lord Jesus. Thank you, God, that you have saved me. Lord, thank you that you still use me such a wretched, wicked man to be able to bring glory to your name, Lord. Lord, may we all find that place of comfort and peace and confidence, Lord, from God. Lord, I thank you that we find it in the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Lord, anyone that doesn't know Jesus as their personal Savior, they've never been covered in the precious blood of Jesus. I pray that this morning that they would make that decision, Lord, that you give them the courage, Lord, and the ability to come forward, Lord, and surrender their life to you. And we thank you, Lord, for all, all that you have done, Lord, Jesus. Be with us the rest of this day, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.